The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. A little bit of a lull in the offseason as we get ready for the NFL Combine, but that is coming up rather quickly, just over 10 days away with the start of the Combine, at least at the time of this recording, maybe not the time that you listen to this podcast. But of course, when everyone in the NFL, the media, front office, prospects, coaches, convenes in Indianapolis, we know that's when there's a lot of buzz that starts to take place around what teams might be doing this offseason, not just in the draft, but also when it comes to free agency as well. So like you said, you get a little bit of that lull, right? Post-Super Bowl, okay, let's get things going. The NFL Combine in Indianapolis is certainly that next step on the NFL calendar to really get things moving. So with that being said, before we get too deep into those rumors and a lot of the speculation was looking at a topic of conversation for today, and I thought, you know, it has been a long time since we did a live mock draft here on the air. So why don't I do a three-round mock draft for you today? I think as, as I go through with this, I'm getting much more familiar with a lot of the, the options that are out there for the Bills, not just in the first round, but also in the second and third. And I think it's a bit of a process, right? You come out of the Shrine game, the Senior Bowl, you start to hear more and more names. You start to get a, a better feel for who might go where. And and listen, and you guys know this. I, like many of you, I'm no draft guru. I'm no expert at analysis. Uh, you take a lot of the information that you get from great folks, uh, like the guys at the Draft Network, right, that do such a great job with this. Dane Brugler from The Athletic, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper. You, you just start to pull all of these things together. Of course, Chris Trapasso, couldn't forget Chris from CBS Sports. And then the guys here at Buffalo Rumblings, like Dan Lavoie, who does so much great work leading up to the draft. Of course, Bruce Nolan, Nate Geary. It, you're taking all this information, and these guys will give you an idea of like, hey, here's someone you should be keeping an eye on. Then you do some research. Then you do some work, and you start to look and think and feel where someone might be. So I go through with this, right? It's Recording this on February 19th. There is nothing <laughs> predictive here. It's going through and looking at this. So, you know, save the uh, save the mean tweets telling me I don't know what I'm doing because uh, as we go through with this, it's getting an idea of what some of these scenarios could look like for the Bills. 
Now, as I go through these mock drafts, I always use the draftnetwork.com. I'm a proud subscriber. Um, I love messing around with the uh, the mock draft machine that they have. And for the sake of this mock draft today, I will be using their platform uh, with no trades. I've got that disabled right now just because I think as we go through with it, just want to go straight with the Bills picks. Um, you know, of course, as we go through with these pieces, you take a look at, you know, who are the guys that were picked, you know, those few spots before the Bills. There are certainly some popular names that you look at for many fans. I won't go through everything, but a few that that definitely do stand out. Um, you know, Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, actually went number 11 to the Washington Commanders. Uh, at number 12, it was Jordan Davis, the interior defensive lineman from Georgia, who I know many Bills fans love. Uh, at number 14, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, went to the Ravens. That's another name that has always been popular with Bills fans. I think early on, his you know initially there was a thought he would be there around 25. His stock is, is certainly on the rise. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, the top interior offensive lineman out of Iowa, he actually went number 16 to the Eagles. Um, Andrew Booth also went to the Eagles at number 19, the cornerback from Clemson, another pop, popular name that comes up in a lot of Bills mock drafts, as is Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington. He actually went at number 22 to the Las Vegas Raiders. Another name that's been really popular in circles for the Buffalo Bills, addressing some needs on the interior defensive line, Devontae Wyatt. Davis's running mate from Georgia. He actually went right before the Bills pick at number 24. So as we go through it now, there are certainly a few names that stand out. Now, with this and this scenario, two quarterbacks are still available, right? That if they went before the Bills pick at 25, of course, they are going to, you know, push a, a name or two back down to the Bills. At least in this scenario, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, has not gone yet, or has Matt Corral the quarterback from Ole Miss. Now, here are some of those top names that are out there right now. The 20th ranked player on the big board, Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State, probably best out of the slot. And, uh, you know, there's been so much conversation. Is Cole Beasley going to be back in Buffalo? Will they look to re-sign Isaiah McKenzie? And will he be that new slot receiver? Or does the team look to do something in the draft or free agency? To have someone like Wilson there available at number 25 certainly piques my interest and a name to keep an eye on. Another area of need that's really been identified for the team is the interior offensive line. Zion Johnson from Boston College is there, a guy that has certainly impressed a lot of people, has some versatility and some flexibility to be able to play some different spots. We know how much Sean McDermott and his staff have valued that in the past. And we could see Zion Johnson certainly as an option for the Bills at 25 if they were going to address the interior offensive line. Another guy that stands out to Marvin Leal, interior defensive lineman from Texas A&M. I've seen him mock to the Bills in a few different scenarios. And here's a guy that is more of a three-tech than a one-tech, right? So think that rotation, rotational player with someone like Ed Oliver um, just a guy that was a, a highly regarded recruit um, certainly can add some of that pressure that can come from the interior defensive line, even seeing Leal and Oliver next to each other on passing down situations. Now, I like all of these guys, all guys that, you know, you can look at so many of these names and say, oh, man, I would love to see him playing with the Bills. 
But my selection here is going to be the 28th ranked player on the board, and that's Roger McCreary, the cornerback from Auburn. And, you know, really with this, I, I know we talk about going best player available, not going need. You know, you could take Wilson, Johnson, McCreary, Leo, put all those names in a hat, right, and pick one out. And it, I would be happy to have any of these guys join the Buffalo Bills. But as we sit here today, right in the second half of February, still uncertain what the recovery will look like for Tredavious White. And of course, you see projections that Levi Wallace is going to command somewhere in the neighborhood of 7 to $10 million in free agency. Um, as much as I love what Levi Wallace has been able to do in Buffalo, I have to think that the Bills will you know, have to let him go via free agency. That leaves you Dane Jackson on the roster, who of course can compete. But someone like McCreary certainly um, you know, has, has gone up against fantastic competition in his time in college. And as I look at him, just a you know decent size at six feet tall, he's got great athlete. And just from everything I read, everything I see throughout, you know, his footage, this is someone that could you know come in and start opposite of Tredavious White. And I like the opportunity, right, for him to be in a cost-controlled setting for five years, as White is under his contract, right, to have that low-cost option opposite as your CB2. And of course, that doesn't even take Teron Johnson's contract into effect. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to make it official. Roger McCreary is going to be pick number 25 for the Buffalo Bills. Of course, Garrett Wilson goes immediately after that pick at number 26 to the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, like I said, I think being able to solidify that defensive backfield as much as you you look at things, I think that was the best option for the Bills at this time. Now, as we go through some things, right, you take a look Certainly some some popular names that will will be available at pick number 57 for the Bills. Um, you've got running back Kenneth Walker from Michigan State there, the 42nd overall player. As much as I was pro adding a running back in just last year's draft, right, when we would talk about Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, at this time I think there might just be some bigger holes for the Bills to fill um, that really need to, to take place at, at this time. As we go through with things, right, you've got Josh Pascal, the edge rusher from Kentucky, someone I would certainly consider, right? 6'3", about 280 pounds. Um, he, he's got some flexibility, right, can can do some different things. Best fit for him is an end in a 4'3". So, of course, for the Bills, that's something that really, really stands out. Um, you know, he's an explosive player from everything I see, from everything I read, and and here's a guy that I think would be an option if the Bills are looking to do something else at defensive end. Of course, we talk about that a lot over and over and over again uh, at this point as we go through with it. But it just, you know, it's going to continue to be part of that conversation for the Bills moving forward. Um, you know, you've got some offensive linemen that are still available. Darian Kennard from Kentucky. You've got Dylan Parham from Memphis. Um, for me, I, I, there's a guy that really stands out and it's it's a bit of an easy pick because he can fill multiple holes. And that's Calvin Austin, the third from Memphis. Here's a guy that certainly turned heads at the senior bowl and, you know, just a, a lightning in a bottle, right? I'm so curious to see what he is going to run the 40 in undersized five foot nine, around 175 pounds. But here's a guy that gives you that speed factor that the Buffalo bills certainly need. And this type of scenario I have to question if Isaiah McKenzie will be back in Buffalo. I certainly hope that he will be. Um, 
Right. I mean, gosh, I just I <laughs> I'm a fan of him as a, a personality and what he brings to the Bills locker room. But I think you've got someone like Austin. Not only can he be someone that can be a great piece for the Bills as an offensive asset, but solves that problem for you and giving you a dynamic kick and punt returner. So, again, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I think this is a guy that once he runs in the combine, you know, they've got him ranked at number 71. I know he's not going to be there in the third round, and I look at this as the opportunity to add that weapon, right? You talk about not losing your fastball. This is the guy that really stands out to me. So despite the despite the size, I think he gives you that fit that you need, that need for speed on the Bills offense. So I will take Calvin Austin, the third, the wide receiver out of Memphis with the second round pick. And, you know, I can hear some folks saying already, well, you know, he should be a third rounder. He should be this or he should be that. Listen, we go into this scenario. This, uh, you know, certainly is one of the best offensive weapons that is going to be available in this draft, especially in the second round. So here's the guy that I end up going with here. Now we get to our third round pick. The last selection is part of this draft, right? We've addressed wide receiver. We've also addressed cornerback with our first round pick. And let's take a look at those guys that are that are high on the board right now. Uh, the first ranked player that is still available, you've got Marcus Jones, cornerback out of Houston, who is there. Actually, I skipped a, a couple here. Um, Boy Mafe, edge defender from Minnesota. This one makes it pretty easy for me. As you look at it, here's a guy that I did not expect to be available. I look at edge is still one of the top needs for the Buffalo Bills. But you know, again, if they don't address it in the first round, maybe you bring back one of your veterans, right? And you take back Jerry Hughes or you take back Mario Addison. But then you look at it and say, okay, you, you're going to need that fifth defensive end. You've still got these young guys. Mafe from Minnesota lit things up at the Senior Bowl. I realize he might be a better fit in a 3-4, but it's 6-4, 265, someone that you can develop a little bit. That's a best player available for me that also addresses a need for the Bills. So that one becomes pretty easy. I'm going to take him at pick 89 and wrap up the three-round draft for the Bills. So, And if you couldn't tell, I am doing this live. It's not one of those things where I'm going through. I'm looking at the names in, in real time, right, as you see things. So I'm not just... Uh, you know, oh, I did this beforehand and acting like it's live. So as I stammer through some of these pieces, give your boy a chance as I'm uh, doing my best here to to go through with this. But, you know, again, you look through, there are going to be options for the Bills. And I say this because a lot of times, you know, I, I'll post things on social media, talk about different players. And sometimes people will get a little bit upset of just like, well, we can't address wide receiver because we need to take care of this and this and this. The, the Bills have more than one pick in the draft. There's more than just, a, you know, the first round selection is not where things end. So if you go cornerback in round one, it doesn't mean that, you know, the defensive line is not a priority. Or if you do something with a wide receiver, it doesn't mean that you're not going to address cornerback. There's a lot that will happen in free agency, a lot that will happen in the draft. And let's have a little fun with it as we go forward. So, Listen, I would love to get your picks as well. Hit me up in the comments section. Hit me up on Twitter, at AnthMarino. Let me know what your thoughts are, not just on my picks. Go through. Log on to thedraftnetwork.com. Fire up the mock draft machine. Do your own three-round mock, and let me know who you ended up picking. So I'm going to get out of here for now. I appreciate you guys always tuning in. And as always, go Bills.